Welcome back to Lead, Travel, Pray. We have Michelle Strike and Sandy Schneider here sharing their perspectives with us, and I'm Rebecca Ellis, your facilitator for the day. We're going to continue our discussion on spiritual disciplines, and it's a discussion meant to be applicable to any faith background, although our perspective will be primarily Christian, since that has been all of our experience. Spiritual disciplines can be hard to prioritize and challenging to figure out how we get all of them into our day. What's the right one to focus on now um, for this time in my life? There's going to church, there's prayer, worshiping, spending quiet time, reading your Bible, volunteering. Where do you start? Uh, So one place you can start is reading the Bible or joining a small group that is helping work through things such as in a Bible study. I don't know about you, but it can be daunting to know where to start on that great book. There's an Uh entire Bible in front of me, much of which I don't necessarily understand. Um, And it's like, goodness, um, how do I start to digest this really important lessons for me? So one good place to start are in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I don't know about you all, but you almost start to um, jump into like a vacation Bible school song just by hearing those four (laughs) words together. Um, But these are, you know, the books that describe Jesus' life on earth, and they do have so many stories that help us understand um, what is in the Bible before and after that. So, Michelle, when you started reading the Bible, where did you start? Yeah, this is interesting because um, I grew up Catholic, and um, so I don't really have a period of time where I remember starting to get into the Bible because Scripture is read during Mass on the Mm -hmm. weekends. So as I um, really think about, okay, when did I start to open up the Bible and dig into it as opposed to just um, be more passive about it and take the scripture that was being read around me into account. I would say it was in college. I took a lot of theology classes where I did read the Bible for class, and I found myself getting interested in reading the Bible outside of that. Um, So I might have to read through, um, like I took a Synoptic Gospels class, and for those of you listening, the Synoptic Gospels are all of them but John, so Matthew, Mark, and Luke. There's a lot of commonalities between them, and I found myself reading through those Gospels over and over through the class because I was interested even beyond just what I needed to learn to answer a test or something. Okay, what do they really say? Where do they agree and line up, and where do they maybe give a different story? So that was fun. Um, so I would say that now I read on on my own um, through a Bible study that I'm in. Maybe there's a scripture that comes to mind. Um, right now I am actually going through and reading sections of the Bible on my own for the first time. I'm just taking different books of the Bible and um, and diving in. I'll get into more of that later, but um, that's at least a place to start is something a little more structured, I would say, rather than just trying to pick up the book and say, okay, where should I start? It's a big book. In the beginning. (laughs) How about you, Sandy? Right. (laughs) It it is a big book, and it can certainly be overwhelming. 
Um, Michelle, like you, I grew up in um, a Catholic household and, you know, was going to church from infancy on. And so was exposed to the Bible, but it wasn't necessarily about me reading directly out of the Bible. Um, I did go to religious school, so I distinctly remember getting my first Bible. We had Bibles in our home, but it was sort of like family Bible, not Sandy's Bible. And Mm -hmm. freshman year in high school, we took Old Testament and New Testament courses for which we read from the Bible. Um, And so that was a, a structured approach, but it was the first time I got into the Word. Now, we, at that time, I did not realize there were different versions of the Bible, (laughs) and we were instructed to purchase and and read the King James Version of the Bible, which is not the easiest to Mm -hmm. read. Now, because we were in a school environment and there was a lot of discussion about it, it was interpretable because we had support. But um, my first Bible reading experience was King James, and it felt hard. Mm. It felt like work Mm -hmm. and slow Um, since then ah, I've realized there are multiple versions of the Bible some of which are much easier to read and so when I am um, looking at other versions that seem to flow a bit easier the words make more sense to me I'm not constantly having to look up definitions Um, then I feel like I'm actually able to make more progress to cover more ground and to really have more takeaways I think Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, what you're saying about the King James Version as an example is great. I volunteer um, a couple of weekends a month to serve in the bookstore at my church, and we sell a lot of Bibles there. And one thing that um, people are trained on is how to help people who have never picked up a Bible um, determine which one is good for them and is something that they can more easily digest. And we have a whole bunch of them that are out for you to look at. And um, so somebody who is um, volunteering there will start and just try to get to know them a little bit and their personality to see what might be a reason that they're looking at the Bible. Do they want one that is more of a life application one where um, there's there's a lot of information to make it more digestible? Um, and others are more formal, like King James, and then there are some that are less accurate word for word and written more in a story version. Um, For example, the message is written more in a story version of the Bible. And um, sometimes for people that are just getting into it and they don't like the formality of church or the Mm -hmm. Bible, that's a great place to start. We just make sure that they understand that this is not a direct interpretation of the Hebrew or Greek. This is more um, the spirit of what is being described Mm -hmm. there. And so I think it's it's important to go someplace and actually talk to somebody when getting your first Bible. That's my recommendation as opposed to just ordering it online or walking into like a Barnes and Noble or something like that, where somebody isn't really trained on how to help you find your first Bible. I think that that's important. Um, So I would say that I've attended online training classes and everything and learned a lot about how important it is to find the right Bible. Uh, And then if you've been in, 
one version of the Bible for a long time, how do you figure out what's a different one for me to look at? How do I look at this a little bit mm-hmm. differently? And um, so, so that's also fun for people who are like, hey, I've been in this version for 10 years. Where should I go next? That's a great conversation to have. And I think that um, Bible apps online where you can choose your version is great. So sometimes I will read a scripture in three different mm-hmm. versions just to see like what are the differences that I'm picking up on here. And I get different things out of reading the exact same 10 words from seeing the different versions. Yeah, I like that too. Michelle, thank you for sharing the story about um, how you guys handle selling Bibles at your um, church. Because I think that's so important. If you want, if you've got somebody who's ready and willing to read the Bible, and then they pick one up and they go, "This doesn't make any (laughs) sense to me. Right? Right. This is hard. I don't know what this means." The reality is, they're going to put it down and probably not come back to it for a very long period of time. Yeah. So it's really important for somebody who's had that experience. I think to say, "It's okay. It's okay that you didn't connect with this version. Know that there are other versions out there, and you don't have to jump directly." to the message if you're more interested in um, a more direct translation there are lots of other direct translation uh, versions that you can take a look at that might be easier to understand and work Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I think our church offers a class it's called knowing the bible 101 and it is what it sounds like. It's the basics. So that if you never picked up a Bible or you haven't for a long time and you're wondering, how do I go through this thing? There's a class on it. And I know that a lot of other churches offer a class like that. Mm-hmm. And just for our audience to know, you don't have to be a church member at many churches to take a class that they offer. So feel free to look up local churches in your area and see if they have some kind of um, Bible 101 or learning class around it and consider spending six weeks digging into that for our church it's been a really really helpful way for people to feel like they're not alone and asking questions of what does this mean where do I start why why is the Bible put together the way that it is so that you start to understand as you're digging in uh, what does this all Mm -hmm. mean yeah good very good suggestion and usually those are free right so you um, just yeah exactly or Good, yeah. really good suggestion. So, Sandy, what has worked for you and hasn't worked for you when you have um, started to build more of a practice around reading the Bible? Well, I already shared um, what doesn't work for me is the King James um, the version. King James version. Right. right. Um, <laughs> also, what doesn't work for me is I have when I have sat down and said I'm going to start at the beginning and keep reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That has not worked well for me. Um, what has worked well for me is exploring other versions of the Bible. Um, the New American Standard Bible and the New International Version um, are two that I most um, am most likely to read. And then what also has worked for me, Michelle, you actually have mentioned this already, which is getting involved in a Bible study, Mm -hmm. whether that's through your church, someone else's church, or you can get involved online through um, Lifeway Ministries has lots of opportunities to sort of virtually get involved in uh, Bible studies as well. And in those, I've really enjoyed the opportunity to dive into a particular book of the Bible where you read it in sections and then, you know, you read one section in a week and then the rest of 
the week, every day's readings are interpreting that section and mm-hmm. applying it to your life. The the Beth Moore uh, Bible studies have really been something that I personally connected with and felt like I have learned a whole lot about particular sections of the Bible where I've had her guidance and support working through it. Yeah, I I like that. I think that through Beth and a couple of other Bible study teachers in particular, I've really learned um, the value of understanding more about the New Testament by going back to the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes there are references that speak to each other. And if you think about who the audience was at the time, it doesn't really make sense to us per se, but if you go back to looking at what they would have been taught um, before being exposed to Jesus, it does make sense because they they tell it in a way that will resonate with that audience just like our churches today give messages of what resonates in um, a thousand years from now people could mm-hmm. listen to our church messages and say okay that doesn't really make sense where is that coming from but if you were to go back and look at how we were taught and what our culture looks like then it can make sense there actually is a culture version of the bible that explains a lot of the culture of that day for that particular group of people that makes the context within that particular scripture make a lot more Mm -hmm. sense. And I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people um, at our church, again, that come in to look for a version of the Bible, that one in particular really helps them understand more of the meaning behind the stories that are told or the way that it's framed up. Um, So for those that wonder and have felt like the Bible doesn't feel relatable, maybe consider picking up the culture version. Mm. Yeah. Great recommendation. Yeah. I know for me in particular, being part of a weekly Bible study has helped a lot because it gets me in scripture on a weekly basis. I don't do my Bible study every single day. I would love to be that disciplined. I just have um, gotten over even expecting me to do that. (laughs) So where it may break it down into daily reading, I do it once or twice Mm -hmm. a week and all at one time. And that's just how I um, coordinate my time and what works for me. However, it gets me in... um, into the Bible and really trying to understand something and then reflecting on what do I think about that. There was one um, study in particular over the last year that we did that was actually one of the most challenging ones that I've done because she she asked us to really hold ourselves accountable to looking at the scripture and before reading any of her interpretation, write out what we thought Mm -hmm. it meant. Whoa, that is hard. And I have a study Bible, and so it tells me what it thinks it means. And she said, hold yourself accountable. Do not read your Bible study notes. Do not read within your Bible what it says it means. (laughs) Write it out. Like, learn to do that thinking for yourself and critically analyze and then go see what other people have said about it. Because they said that sometimes God is speaking to you in a way that he wants you to get something very specific out of it. And don't just take what somebody is feeding you. And um, it really has trained me since then to try to do that. But man, there are times where I would just have a question mark. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) I really need help. And other times where it was really cool as a group to hear how each other interpreted 
this same verse and then what the Bible study teacher that wrote it, how she had interpreted it. Yeah, that's... It wasn't like we were completely different, but there were differences. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to reflect on it. It also makes me wish that my junior year of high school, my teacher judging our interpretation of poetry would have had a similar... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is right and could be hearing different things. Because I really stunk at that. And I, I do often remember... You know, childhood Sunday school thinking the same thing. Like, how in the world are you getting this from that? But Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely think that the more time that I have spent in the Bible, the more I am able to understand it. Um, Because you see repeated themes and you just get a lot more out of it than I would say probably the first five years of trying to do Bible study. I got out of it exactly what the book told me that I was going through, whatever the workbook was. That's what I got out of it. (laughs) And I wasn't um, sophisticated enough to sit down and really think for myself, but I've gone through several studies now that we try to, in our particular group, we try to use different authors so that we're not just doing a Beth Moore and thinking the way that she thinks Mm -hmm. about it. We get really, really, really diverse and we try to do men and women and um, it's just been very interesting to look at how different people go through and try to understand um, the Bible and explain mm-hmm. it. That's been super helpful. It's made me, for the first time, as I briefly mentioned earlier, willing to go through and try to read different um, chapters of the Bible on mm-hmm. my own. So I started with Job because earlier this year we were doing a Bible study on Job, and it's a really long book. And so we were only reading small snippets throughout this whole six-week study. So I decided that I wanted to go through and read the entire book um, while we were going through and doing the Bible study. And so that was my first time of really sitting down and saying, okay, try to understand this for yourself. And I've gone through a few different books of the Bible, and right now I'm going through the Psalms. And so I think that I will be doing that for a very long time yeah. still. Because <laughs> if anybody's read through the Psalms, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of Psalms. <laughs> yep. But I'm now willing to say, okay, dig in for yourself, see what you think, and am I getting out of it everything that I need to be getting out of it? No, I'm 100% sure of that. But it's getting me exposure to some of this stuff for the first right. time. And that's what I need. I have to have a starting Absolutely. place. Absolutely. So speaking of starting places, what apps or subscription types of programs, email or other things, are you guys finding helpful to, um, one, learn and read or even just be reminded? Uh, Sandy, what are your favorite kind of go-to technology enablers here? Um, so I don't have a whole lot of them, but a number of years ago, actually, Michelle, you recommended the version Bible oh. app for my phone um, that I absolutely love. Um, it allows you the opportunity to switch through multiple translations without having to buy various Bibles. Um, it's available on your phone, so you've got it with you when you're in church. Uh, you've got it with you when you've got a few moments standing in line to read something, when you can decide, do I really want to scroll through Facebook again, <laughs> or do I open cool. my YouVersion app and see what the devotional is mm-hmm. for the day? And generally speaking, I get more out of the YouVersion <laughs> devotional than yeah. my um, kitten and baby giggles um, <laughs> Facebook feed posts, which I do like, by the way. But um, yeah, I get more out of the YouVersion app. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I I still use the Uversion app. I really um, do like it. It's very accessible and has so much on there. Shout out to um, the church that I went to in Oklahoma, um, Life Church, that created the Uversion app. That's how I oh. originally got exposed to it. Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. And it is like the leading, because I was recently looking for something and got and happened on to that take five um, that I mentioned in the last episode mm-hmm. and you version was by far like the top ranked um which I know it's good mm-hmm. got good stuff yeah they really put a lot into it so for me I use the you version and daily reminder verse I also have signed up through biblegateway.com they email me a verse and it comes in the middle of the night so that allows me to wake up and um, I've tried this is another discipline that I've formed is rather than starting laying in bed looking at my work email I check that email and that is the first email that I pull mm-hmm. up is specifically holding myself accountable to when I wake up scripture is the first thing that I take into my mind and allowing that to be something that's intentional that um, floods in so that email in particular because it comes in the middle of the night is really good for that so i do that first thing in the morning and then the you version when i do at night before i go to bed and so those are kind of my book and technology ways of doing it and um, rebecca you mentioned first five i also um, use that app i don't do it on a daily basis but i do it a couple of times a week at least and then really really enjoy on the weekend they have a recording where they take a deeper dive into some scripture that they went over at a high level during the mm-hmm. week and those tend to be between 20 and 30 minute recordings and um, they are they are always really really good i've I've um, sent those to other people and um, think about some of those messages years later and um, find them to be particularly good when I can still think about and use something mm-hmm. years right. later. Not much sticks. Good, good story, <laughs> yeah, being told there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Michelle, as you were just talking about getting daily emails, that reminded me of another program that I have done a couple of years. Um, It's Matthew Kelly's uh, Best Lent Ever program that is specifically for the season of Lent. And it's uh, free and you sign up and they send you an email every day that includes... Uh, It includes a video message, a very short video message, and then some sort of questions to think about, which I'd recommend as well. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. A lot of people use um, She Reads Truth. Um, I have subscribed to a couple of their plans. Sandy, that made me think of it. They do um, specific plans during Lent and during Advent. And um, typically, it just costs 2 or $3 to subscribe to it during that period and those tend to be really really good awesome there are definitely so many amazing options out there we're very fortunate to live in this time of technology and accessible um, messaging which is is great in in addition to so many sermons that are now live fed or um, you know put out on YouTube there's just a lot to take in any as we kind of wrap up here today any last minute um, suggestions on any Bible plans or devotional programs that we have not already um, advised our listeners to try out. 
I'll just quickly mention, um, I talked about it, I think, in the first podcast, and that's the morning devotional I do, which is called Jesus is Calling. Mm-hmm. Um, that is right. I yes. got that right. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Calling. calling. Yep. Jesus yep. Calling. Not Jesus is calling. Although that's the way I like to think about right. it. Jesus is calling. Are you going to pick up the phone yeah, today? I like yeah, it. Jesus calling is the mm-hmm. name of it. Um, and I think that there's actually more than one version now. Um, mm-hmm. And the one that a good friend of mine gave me that I have slowly been working through is called 100 Days to Brave, which is really appropriate for where I'm at in my life and a big transition point. And because it's very applicable and sort of a challenging thing for me to really get my head wrapped around, I have been working through it slower so it might be 365 (laughs) days to brave for me but but I am really enjoying it progress Uh, over I like it I I love it yeah yeah (laughs) a friend and I did 100 days to brave we started it um Annie Downs who is the author of that she um did a um, Instagram group related to that starting January 1st so a friend and I did it. We didn't, we too, Sandy, didn't stay on it on track completely. So we then met at the end of it and um, talked through some of the things that we got out of that particular devotional. And that was really fun. So that one in particular has, um, she's a great storyteller. And so each day she kind of digs into a topic and then gives you an action to do based upon that. Sometimes it's a reflection. Sometimes it's a go ask somebody something uh, related to whatever the topic is, maybe about you. And then other times it was go out and do this thing for someone else as a way to um, put it into place. And I I really like Annie and follow her uh, podcast as well. So I'm a fan. Um, a, a, another one that I do is Jesus Always. So it is specifically focused more on joy. And Jesus Calling is a little more um, uh, general. And so the Jesus Always one came out a couple of years ago, and I loved that one, and we'll go back through it again. What I like about those two um, devotionals is that it's God speaking in the first person to us, and so it Mm -hmm. feels very intimate. And um, that speaks to me. And um, so I, I would say whatever your devotional is, I do one usually every single year. It's just a way to, again, have scripture around me, center me at the end of my day. Awesome. Well, thank you both, Sandy and Michelle. You guys have shared some really great advice and tips today, and I appreciate your humbleness around uh, your own kind of adventures and where you are in growing your spiritual discipline around reading the Bible. Um, So enjoyed discussing that today with our audience. We would love to hear what spiritual disciplines you are working on and what's working and maybe not working so great for you as well. um, So we can all kind of benefit from that as a community. Uh, You can join us online at leadtravelpray.com and on Twitter at leadtravelpray and anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. Thank you for listening today, and we would enjoy hearing from you and appreciate any ratings out on the podcast sites. Have a blessed day.